0: We're a New Testament book, and uh, we're working through the book of Titus. In this case, it's such a small book with so much important information. Rather than just skim passages, I just decided to take us through the whole book because we effectively, to get the the key passages, we were going to do that anyway. And so we started doing that, and uh, I'm not going to start all over with it at, at all. We worked through chapter one, and then we began with chapter two. And uh, chapter 2 uh, starts talking about doctrine and beliefs and those sorts of things. That's where we began. And we ended at, uh, after verse 10, we ended uh, in chapter 2. Now, Titus is one of the, what we call pastoral epistles. It's one of three letters uh, that to Paul wrote to um, some young pastors, Timothy and Titus. We have first and 2 Timothy and then you have the book of Titus. These were his protégés and they were in the, the, uh, they were pastoring and um, they didn't have a lot of experience pastoring. And so Paul is coaching them. There are obviously issues that they uh, were facing and he knows that. And we see in most of Paul's letters, but in particular in these uh, letters to uh, Titus, we see... Um, uh, him talking to him about here's some things you need to you need to do with leadership in the church in in chapter one and here's some things that you need to protect the church from in chapter two as he talks about what sound doctrine is and we spent some time we won't go back to that but we spent some time uh, talking about a sound doctrine and what uh, that is and it's so important I believe actually. Um, I actually believe that there's a a problem uh, that is a spiritual pandemic going across America in, uh, in many of our churches. And that is that they're not teaching sound doctrine. And the Bible says in the last days that churches, the church, the believers will gather to themselves teachers that tickle their ear. You know what that means? that say what you, want, uh, what you want to hear. Now I'm all for encouraging and we ought to do that. We, we, we need the encouragement that comes from the gospel and uh, from the truth of God. And God's book is so full of encouragement, Amen? But it's also full of some hard truth too, isn't it? And sound doctrine means this that we are to preach, maybe you've heard this term, preach the full counsel of God's word. Have you ever heard that? What what do you think that means when the Bible tells us that we are to preach, are we up there good, that we are to preach the full counsel of God's word? Anybody have any idea what that means? What's that? Okay, you, all right, you've got to preach hard stuff as well as good stuff. And, And say that again, Evelyn. You don't vary, don't, yeah, that's right. don't add to it. Remember what the book of Revelation says, don't add to it or take, uh, take away from it. S- uh, the, f- the full counsel of God's Word. W- what's that? Blessings and, consequences. Blessings and consequences. Yeah. The good, the bad, and the ugly. You know what, that ought to be a movie. <laughs> oh, it is a movie. It means it, all of it. Cover to cover. Uh, Paul also told uh, Timothy to be instant in preaching in season and out of season. That's similar to the idea of preaching the full counsel of God. In season and out of season. What does that mean? It means when it's popular and when it's unpopular. I mean, there's sometimes when when it can be real popular, right? Uh, You know? And there's sometimes when it's unpopular, people don't like it. They don't want to hear it. The Bible says in the last days that that there, there will be what we call apostasy in the church. And I've talked to you about that many times. Apostasy is a falling away from truth or substituting something for the truth. And I think if there's anything that worries me in some settings today I see Even in in a number of evangelical settings, is this this whole idea of of um, substituting for for real truth something that sounds almost right but isn't quite there. You know, it's just it's a it's almost right but it's not quite there. Well, um, Paul talks to him about. A sound doctrine about make sure you proclaim sound doctrine. That sound doctrine that he's talking to Titus about is doctrine that Titus had received from Paul. Um, Now, I want to ask you a question. You see up there on the, the screen, how do we get in shape spiritually? Before you answer that, I want to ask you this question Have any of you learned anything new about health over the last three months? Anybody learned anything new about health over the last week? Um, you know, we, we've got some mask bandits in here. Uh, no, I, I'm just teasing them. Several of people say, I feel comfortable wearing a mask. By the way, you wear a mask anytime you want. I, I want you to be comfortable in a place, and we know that that can be a help. But <laughs> you wear it all day at work, so this is a break, isn't it? yeah. Uh, but we've learned a lot about health, haven't we? Uh, I don't know. Some of it may be accurate and some of it may be inaccurate. If you read the newspaper, it changes every day, you notice, about do this, don't do this. I read early this morning a, almost a full-page article on, uh, in the Wall Street Journal on how uh, the, the CDC and others are coming to a consensus on how the virus is spread. And I just kind of chuckled when I saw it because I thought this is about the fourth time we've come to a consensus and every consensus has been different. Uh, it's because we just, we, they don't know. They're trying, but they, they're, the article said they, they don't think uh, surfaces are much of a communicator of this anymore. Uh, or or the, the primary way. They said the, the way most communicable in this article is Proximity—that's why they say, you know, just spread out a little bit. That's what they say. Um, but you know, there are also doctors who are saying we need a herd—a uh, herd mindset. Do y'all know what that means? Does anybody know what that is? Have y'all heard that about the herd? Uh, uh, it is that eventually the herd becomes immune because they've been around each other. And so they get, they get, I guess, small parts of it and build immunity to it because they've been around it. Now, I, I'm not playing doctor here. I, I don't know. You, you, uh, this ain't much of a herd here. But Besides, we, we don't deal in herds. We deal in flocks. But uh, we've learned a lot about health. And uh, Lord knows we've been scared to death about health too, haven't we? But we've learned to look. People are taking health more seriously right now than I ever remember in my life, and uh, and so uh, everybody wants to remain healthy, right? Yes, ma'am. half a teaspoon of olive oil in, in your food on a daily basis. Uh, I Look, I, I mean, I've read all kinds of things. Add this, add that, and it may work. I don't know. Are any of you beefing up your immune system? Anybody taking stuff to help beef up your immune system? Some of you are. You know, they're telling you. I have been doing that, but I've been doing that for five years. Uh, you know, um, because why? That's, they tell us, you know, your immune system is is uh, very important, and that's why if you have vulnerabilities, that means your immune system is low, and that's why you have to take precautions, which makes sense to me too. But we've, we've, all, taken, we've all taken our physical health pretty seriously, haven't we? We, we? Are we agreed on that? What would happen if we took our spiritual health as seriously as we've taken our, our, our physical health? There's a passage, and I I don't recall the exact reference at the moment, but Paul writes to some brothers and sisters, and he says, I pray that your body may prosper just as your soul is already prospering. Have you ever thought about that line? You know what he's saying? Your soul is doing so well. I hope your body does as well as your soul. Now, (laughs) there are a lot of people that would be on ventilators, A lot of christians would be on ventilators wouldn't they if their body was functioning at the same level as their soul but you see there is also a sense in which the physical health that has been such a focus over the last several months has caused many people to rethink their spiritual health there are a lot of people that have their spiritual antennas have gone up and they're asking questions like what does this mean and Um, How does a Christian respond to these sorts of things? And so there are some that have also not only looked after their physical health, but have gotten a little more serious about their spiritual health. I told you, I I think you've heard me say this either online. How many of you have been able to watch us online? We've got people tonight watching us online. Okay. Some of you had to learn to do that, didn't you? I mean, that was a kind of a new thing for you. And I'm glad you did. Now, When this is all past, don't use that as an excuse on Sunday morning. All right? Don't say, I think I got a headache. I'm just going to have me a cup of coffee and stay in my pajamas and lay on the couch and watch Brother Ray because I've learned how to do that. Uh, No, no. But I'm glad we've been on it. But do you know, here's an amazing statistic. We have reached more people with the gospel message in the last three months, and we probably ever have in our history. I mean, thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people. I'm not talking about 5,000 or 10,000. I'm talking about we have connected with over 300,000 people. Now, I didn't say they all heard every minute of the gospel or heard every message. Or... That's the kind of connection though, that we've been making. And maybe even more, that is possibly very... Those statistics, by the way, aren't preacher statistics. They came to us from what we call a host, a a company that hosts our streaming stuff. And they keep the analytics on, on all of the numbers, you know, from the various YouTubes and live stream and all of these different things. And they tell us that. And when we first got the report, I told Matthew, I said, you need to go check that. I said, that can't be right. And he called them and he said, hey, we think there's a... They said, nope. These are the numbers. These are the analytics of people that have, are connecting with you. It's a fascinating thing. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Betty. That's a, that, that is the positive side of the bad stuff. It has caused a lot of... people. Do you know Bible sales have skyrocketed? That's a good thing, isn't it? Uh, people watching preachers has gone up exponentially. Uh, people that didn't before or didn't go to church, they tell us. Now, I don't know how they measure all of that. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 so it has heightened some, well, that's a, that's calling people to the fact that their spiritual health on some level, they, they're recognizing I need to do something or I need to address that. Okay. So let me ask you something with that. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about the ones on channel 18. Uh, uh, on ABC. Uh, my morning devotions, let me tell you about a, a new little twist there, uh, since you asked. Uh, that, that goes out, has been going out on Channel 18. When I give you, by the way, those numbers I just gave you, uh, 300,000, do not include the people that watch us on Channel 18, which is the ABC affiliate here, and WMBB in Panama City, which is the ABC affiliate in the panhandle. Those numbers I gave don't even include the people that are watching by uh, what, what we used to just, the only thing we had, television. So we don't know what those numbers are because we don't have anybody that keeps those for us to let us know. But some of you may watch the, the uh, morning, uh, the heart truth more on, on uh, every Monday through Friday, you know, the little devotion thing that I do and Brother Tim uh, sings. Uh, we've always had a good audience for that. But here's a little twist we've been doing. Uh if you have been watching, uh, if you connect with us on like Facebook Live or Facebook and uh Instagram, Twitter, and those sorts of things, uh I I've been doing a daily devotion. Have y'all any of y'all watched that? That little daily devotion? Okay. I've been doing that. And actually I ended up having people contacting me and say, you're gonna keep doing that, aren't you, after this is all over? And um um, that's preparing a lot of messages, <laughs> uh, to be honest. And so, uh, he, but I said, I'm going to do it. I told our, our guys, they're so good, our production team. I said, let's keep doing it until last week. Last week was my last, uh, not maybe not forever, but it was the last one of those that I did. Uh, and this week, though, you're still seeing them if you're going on, but they're, have you noticed how short they are? Uh, y'all didn't know I could do a short one, did you? A Monday, it should have, it just didn't get aired, it should have, yeah, it's just you buster, they didn't want you to have it, so they, okay, all right, it's not us, it's you, see, I told you, (laughs) that's right, and they're all going to be like that, and everybody said, good, I'm glad y'all didn't answer that, Um, but so here's what we're doing. I will give a periodic update as is needed. And then we're taking, we are now, here's one of the wonderful things. We are now filming. I don't have to go to the TV studio anymore. We we have enough uh, uh, production equipment now in uh, our TV production room downstairs and we have a little studio down there. I'm now shooting those morning things here. The TV studio even told us those are better than the ones we produce. And that's our guys doing it in-house. They're that good. And so I'm now shooting those uh, here, and then they're taking that that devotion that you see on ABC, and they're pulling it in, and now they're substituting those, what I've been doing all along. Does that make sense? So if you go, you'll see it on Facebook Live or Instagram or wherever they're showing, our website, and you'll see a, a daily devotion, but it's the TV one. Uh, and that's why it's brief, because I only have three minutes uh, there uh, to get it done. i got a question. I just noticed since we've come back the last four or five, or five weeks, now, I noticed on the songs now, they started cutting who wrote the song and all But is that co- copyright? That's copyright information oh, yes, is what that is. That. We used to not do it, but this is the way we really are supposed to do it. Okay. Yeah, that's what that is. It's copyright Uh, We have a license through a music industry and every time those songs are sung, we are supposed to show the copyright. And so that's what that is, if you've been seeing that up there, yeah. But uh, 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 just a final footnote and then uh, let me move quickly into some things that I want to do. We have learned on our side so much during this time and our our uh, staff that has produced stuff, um, man, they were good before, but they are great now. They have just taken it to a whole new level. And, uh, and that's why so much of it, has you've seen, is different, but so good. They're just doing a good job. And then, you know, I've also had a couple of guys that have been helping out with the devotions. I do, I've been doing Monday, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Now you'll see uh, Monday you'll see me Monday through Friday, except for occasion, uh, the other guys. But Lance Griffin back there has been doing them, did a great job, Lance on uh, last week. I, I, I saw. Uh, Bob has done uh, some of them. Uh, Bradley Roper has done some of them. Uh, and so a number of these guys have been uh, helping out with that and they've all done. Uh, a fantastic chase, and they've all done a fantastic uh, job with that. So uh, we've learned a lot, too, in this time, and uh, that's been kind of neat for us. Now, here's what I want to do. I want to ask you this question. Uh, How do you get in shape spiritually? All right? How do you get in shape spiritually? Now, this is your time where you get to respond. So how do you get in shape spiritually? What do you do to get in shape spiritually? Okay, all right, stay in the Word. Okay, we'll just put that with stay in the Word so you can. Prayer, all right. Um, What else? How do you get in shape spiritually? Has it been any, has it been harder to stay in shape spiritually under the circumstances we've been under? Okay, so how, how about fellowship? Uh, how, many, how many of you miss the fellowship of just being in the place? It, 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 and, you, and you, you know, you don't realize it until you don't, ha- you don't have it, do you? You don't realize how valuable that is just seeing people that you know and that you love, right? Uh, fellowship. Uh, but now, having said that, you can do what without fellowship before you can do without these. To keep, you, keep yourself uh, healthy. But this is important. I was reading today in Hebrews in my time with the Lord where he, uh, uh, the writer says, And let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And he's talking about physically coming together. Thank God for all this stuff. And by the way, doesn't that look like a bag of Jiffy Pop popcorn right there? Somebody said that earlier, and I thought, that's exactly what it is. I've been trying to figure out what it is. That's so they can light up for the television uh, stuff. Um, But it does look like that, doesn't it? Um, But so you can stay healthy. There's enough that you can do to maintain your spiritual health. But now let me just tell you this, while we may understand the importance of spiritual health and physical health during something like we've been going through and are still going through, we're not out of this and probably are not going to be for a long, long time. So that's why it's all the more important that we continue these things, but the things that would make for spiritual health right now are still the things that make for spiritual health all the time, if there's not even a pandemic going on. These are the things. What else? Anything else you'd add to this list? Walking by faith. Look, you know what? I'm doing that faith series on purpose because when you're going through storms and difficulties and trials, you need to understand what it means to walk by faith, right? I mean, you need to, in fact, do this. Go over to Colossians 2. Colossians 2. I'll, let me share a couple of verses with you. We've got about four or five minutes left. Let me share a couple of verses with you that I shared with our staff yesterday. Colossians uh, 2, verses 6 and 7. Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Terry, there it is, right there. So walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Do you know those are two standalone verses? Those are two verses. They go together, but they stand alone. And and. Um, uh, By the way, Paul uses the phrase there when he says, Christ Jesus, the Lord. That's the only place that he uses that particular phraseology. Christ Jesus, the Lord. And the emphasis is on lordship. The Lord. It's a definite article in the Greek and so it means the Lord, the one and But it means, and then it says to walk in him, that your behavior should be in accordance with his lordship in your life. And it is a walk of faith. How do we know that it is a walk of faith? Because of the first part of that verse, look at it. It says, therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord. How did you receive Christ Jesus? By faith, right? Ephesians 2, 8, 9 tell us that. By faith you received Him. Now, so uh, Jesus is your Savior by faith. But we also walk by faith. So the same way you came to Him by faith is also key in how you live after you have come to Him. There's saving faith, and then there's the the living faith of the saved. Does that make sense? So I walk by faith, and, and, and that's when... Listen, when there's a storm, when there's a pandemic, when there's a something, that's when faith becomes real in your life because you're having to trust God in ways that maybe you've never had to trust him uh, before. And so he says um, uh, that, that we walk the same way that we came to Christ. Now, there's a question I put up here at the top of the, the sheet here. It says hardest part of spiritual maturity. What is the hardest part of spiritual maturity? I got two minutes, huh? and but what is the hardest part of spiritual maturity? Of getting, uh, uh, of becoming mature spiritually. The hardest part. He tells us there. I'll give you a hint. He tells us in verse seven. He uses this word. Rooted. What does rooted mean? What does that mean? Root, the roots of a tree, the roots of a tree go down. You, you, if the tree is, is really attached to uh, the earth the way it's supposed to be, you're not going to see the roots. They're below the surface. The, here's my point quickly. The hardest part of spiritual maturity is laying a foundation, is going down below the surface. And then he says, did you notice the word, and and he says, and built up in him? Now watch this. The roots are below ground. The idea in the Greek of built up is a fully completed building above ground. Now you know you don't have an above ground building if you don't have a good foundation below the ground. And... And you know, have you ever watched them build a house or building everything? It seems like they're never going to start working on that thing. They're all, they keep working on the ground. They're working on the ground. What are they doing? They're laying a foundation. You know what Jesus said? No other foundation, or Paul said no other foundation except for Christ can a person lay and build upon successfully. And Jesus told a parable about two different kinds of houses. One was built on a, a rock and one was built on... Sand. They both looked good above ground. But only the one that had sunk a deep foundation survived in the storm. The hardest part of spiritual maturity is going deep internally. There's a lot of Christians that are just surface Christians. And you see that manifest when they're going through difficulty. Because a, a, a faith that's built only on the surface can't withstand the storms. It is a faith, the faith, and that's why Psalm 1 is so powerful because he talks about the, the successful man or woman is the one who's, who is like a tree planted by the river. Their roots go down below the surface where they can always draw the nourishment Of the river. And you and I have to do the same thing and draw from the river of life the water that deepens and nourishes our soul. And then from the foundation emerges the right building. Isn't that pretty cool? Well, I gotta stop because the choir is gonna get in here and start singing. So Uh, At any rate, I hope that's an encouragement to you tonight. We'll we'll pick up uh, here next week uh, with this whole idea, and we'll get back to Titus in particular, but hope that's some encouragement uh, to you. Uh, You know, if you got an extra buck or two on the way out, the baskets are there, you could drop that in the basket. That goes to Benevolence, our local association, Benevolence and their needs. And so uh, if you will, and you have an extra buck or two, drop it in there and we'll make sure it gets to the right place. Uh, and by the way, is there anybody here tonight and you're looking for a church home and you say, I'm a believer, I know Jesus and I'd like to join Ridgecrest. Anybody? Anybody here? You want to take care of that? You ready to do it? Wonderful. All right. Uh, Bob, Chuck, uh, you, Lance, will you help us with that? Right here. We're okay. Lance, can, Lance is the man right here. W- w- just let us get some information. Okay, and we'll settle this thing. I thought you'd already joined. Welcome. All right, Uh, we'll get some information. Just hang around if you will and let Lance get some information and then we'll go from there.